morning, my children. It is October 26th, 2022. It's one year since my father passed away. It's kind of hard to say that. It's hard to know that it's been a year without my dad. I didn't think it would hit me, you know. These milestones aren't welcome. My sisters woke me up texting. <laughs> um, they're a few hours away, different timeline. But, but uh, it was a good wake-up call. I wanted to get up and just start driving, read to you guys. I me and your mom and all of you kids went camping last weekend. And, uh, it was fun. Kind of. It was for the King's Cub Scout troop. We did that and uh, we had some really fun moments. You know, one of the things I, I uh, remember sorry, yawning is uh your mom and I didn't have any like issues putting up the tent. Now, if you want a good barometer of how strong your marriage is, if you guys get married, put up a tent around twilight while you have kids running around. And if you can survive that, your marriage could probably survive anything. And uh, me and your mom had really good communication about putting it up and getting situated. So, so that was that was pretty good. We uh, had, a, had a great time um, with you guys individually. One thing that just really struck out is I, to me, is I brought the telescope and I was able to show all the kids and other parents there Jupiter and Saturn. And that was that was fun. That was a fun little addition. That same night, I showed everyone those planets. I mean, I put the telescope away, but I woke up. The uh, entrepreneur, she woke me up at like 3 a.m., 3 or 4. <sighs> well, I mean, we're sleeping in the tent, and, and she said, Dad, can you help me? I, I need to go to the bathroom. I don't want to go alone. And it, it's kind of spooky walking. It's like a 100-yard walk up a, up a um, incline road to get to like this solitary bathroom that smells horrendous. It's clean, it's just the smell, it's just horrendous. And uh, you shook me awake and you were so apologetic, I felt so bad. I was like, stop being apologetic. It's part of the job of being a dad. I gotta, I gotta take you to the bathroom, of course. So I take you up there and you went to the bathroom and another 50 yard walk up and there's a clearing and you can see a bunch of stars and stuff. So, I I said, let's walk a little bit further and look at some stars. And you were like, okay. And you like held on to me really tight. And I what did I do? I um I showed you all the constellations. I showed you a bunch of stuff. And 
Ashley Orion, Cassiopeia, Capella, and and then I, I I said, you know, there's a meteor shower going on right now, but I don't know if we'll see any. And just when I said that, we saw a shooting star. Just when I saw that, said that, and you got so excited and I got so excited and you were like smiling from ear to ear and I was like I cannot believe that just happened like that I felt like the best dad in the world and and I was like oh my gosh and we were like talking about it and I said let's I can't believe we saw it it's so exciting let's go back to bed and you it, it was just amazing it was it was great what a great memory. I'll, I will never forget that. Ne never. And so, and so I, uh, so then we walked back and went to bed and anyways, I'm sorry, I'm not very eloquent. My sisters are blowing up my phone. You know, I'm sorry. I, I used to like post these long descriptions and what's going on and what we're reading about. I just because I've recorded so many of these and not had a chance to post them, it's impossible for me to go back and just write these long descriptors on the podcast episode. So I'm sorry for that. It's unfortunate. Well, I will. I will. Um, I don't know. A trial starting tomorrow. A couple two-day trial. Might last longer than that. Maybe three or four. We'll see. So we'll go to this parking lot. Nothing wrong with that. You guys had known my dad. He lived far away. He couldn't really visit us at all. Really wish you guys could have known him. But 
that's your that's another time that I'll I'll say more off the record. Don't need it in, in this podcast. Give me a second. Nope. tired children very tired all right second chronicles 22 And the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, his youngest son, king in his place. For the band of men that came with the Arabians to the camp had killed all the older sons. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, reigned. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor in doing wickedly. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done. For after the death of his father, they were his counselors to his undoing. He even followed their counsel and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to make war against Hazael, the king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram, uh, and he returned to be healed by Jezreel of the wounds that he had received at Ramah, when he fought against Hazael. Uh, king of Syria, and Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel, because he was wounded. But it was ordained by God that he, that the downfall of Ahaziah should come about through his going to visit Joram. For when he came there, he went out with Jehoram to meet Jehu, the son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to destroy the house of Ahab. When Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab, He met the princes of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's brothers, who attended Ahaziah, and he killed them. He searched for Ahaziah, and he was captured while hiding in Samaria, and he was brought to Jehu and put to death. They buried him, for they said, He is the grandson of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with all his heart. And the king and the house of Ahaziah had no one able to rule the kingdom. Hmm. Now when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal family of the house of Judah. But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons, who were about to be put to death, and she put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Thus Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, and wife of Jehoiada, the priest, because she was a sister of Ahaziah, hid him from... This is like the most white trash. (laughs) Hid him from Athaliah, so that she did not put him to death, and he remained with them six years, hidden in the house of God, while Athaliah reigned over the land. Chapter 23. But in the seventh year, Jehoiada took courage and entered into a covenant with the commanders of hundreds, Azariah the son of Jehoram, Ishmael the son of Jehonan, Azariah the son of Obed, Messiah, the son of Adiah, and Elishaphat, the son of Zikri. 
And they went about through Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the heads of the fathers' houses of Israel. They came to Jerusalem, and all the assembly made a covenant with the king of the house of God. And Jehoiada said to them, Behold, the king's son, let him reign, as the Lord spoke concerning the sons of David. This is the thing that you shall do for do of your priests and Levites who come off duty on the Sabbath. One-third shall be gatekeepers, and one-third shall be at the king's house, and one-third at the gate of foundation. And all the people shall be in the courts and in the house of the Lord. Let no one enter the house of the Lord except the priests and the ministering Levites. They may enter, for they are holy, but all the people shall keep the charge of the Lord. The Levites shall surround the king, each with his weapons in his hand, and whoever enters the house shall be put to death. Be with the king when he comes in and when he goes out. The Levites and all Judah did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they each brought his men, who were, who were to go off duty on the Sabbath, with those who were to come on duty on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada the priest did not dismiss the divisions. And Jehoiada the priest gave the captains the spears and the large and small shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of God. And he set all the people as a guard for the king, every man with his weapon in his hand, from the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar of the house. Then they brought out the king's son and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony. And they proclaimed him king, and Jehoiada and his sons anointed him, and they said, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she went into the house of the Lord to the people. When she looked, there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance, and the captains and the trumpet, trumpeters beside the king, and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets, and the singers with their musical instruments leading to the celebration. And Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason, treason. Then Jehoiada the priest brought out the captains. Then Jehoiada the priest brought out the captains who were set over the army, saying to them, Bring her out between the ranks, and anyone who follows her is to be put to death with the sword. For the priest said, Do not put her to death in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her, and she went into the entrance of the house of the horse gate of the king's house, and they put her to death there. And Jehoiada made a covenant between himself and all the people and the king that they should be the Lord's people. Then all the people went to the house of Baal and tore it down. His altars and his images they broke in pieces, and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And Jehoiada posted watchmen for the house of the Lord under the direction of the Levitical priests and the Levites, whom David had organized to be in charge of the house of the Lord, to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, as it was written in the law of Moses, with a rejoicing and singing according to the order of David. He stationed the gatekeepers at the gates of the house of the Lord, so that no one should enter who was in any way unclean. And he took the captains, the nobles, and the governors, and the people, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, marching through the upper gate to the king's house, and they set the king on the royal throne. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after Athaliah had been put to death with the sword. Chapter 24. Joash was seven years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebiah of Beersheba. And Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. Jehoiada got for him two wives, and he had sons and daughters. After Joash decided to restore the house of the Lord, and he gathered the priests and the Levites and said to them, Go out to the cities of Judah and gather from all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year to year, and see that you act quickly. 
But the Levites did not act quickly, so the king summoned Jehoiada, the chief, and said to him, Why have you not required the Levites to bring in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax levied by Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the congregation of Israel for the tent of the testimony? For the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, had broken into the house of God and had also used all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord for the bells. So the king commanded, and they made a chest and set it outside the gate of the house of the Lord, and and proclamation was made throughout Judah and Jerusalem to bring in for the Lord the tax that Moses, the servant of God, laid on Israel Israel in the wilderness. And all the princes and all the people rejoiced and brought their tax and dropped it into the chest until they had finished. And whenever the chest was brought to the king's officers by the Levites, when they saw that there was much money in it, the king's secretary and the officer of the chief priest would come and empty the chest and take it and return it to its place. Thus they did day after day and collected money in abundance, and the king and Jehoiada gave it to those who had charge of the work of the house of the Lord. And they hired masons and carpenters to restore the house of the Lord, and also workers in iron and bronze to repair the house of the Lord. So those who were engaged in the work labored, and they, the repairing went forward in their hands. And they restored the house of God to its proper condition and strengthened it. When they had finished, they had brought out the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada, and with it, were made utensils for the house of the Lord, both for the service and for the burnt offerings, and dishes for incense and vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord regularly all the days of Jehoiada. But Jehoiada grew old and full of his days and died, when he was 130 years old at his death. And they buried him in the city of David among the kings, because he had done good in Israel and toward God and his house. Now after the death of Jehoiada, the princes of Judah came and paid homage to the king. Then the king listened to them, and they abandoned the house of the Lord, the God of their fathers, and served the Asherim and the idols. And wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for this guilt of theirs. Yet he sent prophets among them to bring them back to the Lord. These testified against them, but they would not pay attention. Then the Spirit of God clothed Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest. And he stood above the people and said to them, Thus says God, Why do you break the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. But they conspired against him, and by command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness that Jehoiada, Zechariah's father, had shown him, but killed his son. And when he was dying, he said, May the Lord see and avenge. Car in the parking lot. At the end of the year, the army of the Syrians came up against Joash. They came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people and sent all their spoil to the king of Damascus. Though the army of the Syrians had come with few men, the Lord delivered into their hand a very great army because Judah had forsaken the Lord, the God of their fathers. Thus they executed judgment on Joash. When they had departed from him, leaving him severely wounded, his servants conspired against him because of the blood of the son of Jehoiada the priest, and killed him on his bed. So he died, and they buried him in the city of David, but they did not bury him in the tombs of the kings. Those who conspired against him were Zabad, the son of Shemeth, the Ammonite, and Jehozabad, the son of Shimrath, the Moabite. Accounts of his sons and of the many oracles against him, and the rebuilding and of the rebuilding of the house of God are written in the story of the book of the kings, and Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. 
Let's pause for a second. Let's see where we are. Oh, it's not bad. I'm gonna repark the car. I saw a car and parked and they turned their lights off. So I don't know, maybe I'm paranoid. Oh. give you some advice kids if you're in your car and there's a conflict going on this is something my dad taught me if you're in the car and there's a conflict going on and someone is like saying get out of the car get out of the car or there's someone upset with you um do not get out of the car okay i'm not talking about like if you have a car accident you got to get out and exchange information but like if there's like a road rage incident and some guy or woman or whatever wants you out of the car and it's like motioning for you to get out of the car uh, do not get out of the car you are protected in your car lock your doors slowly drive away to the nearest police station that's what my dad taught me and that's what I'm telling you guys I'll tell you that when I teach you guys how to drive too We can read one more chapter. We'll finish on chapter 25. Although these are going pretty quick. Um, the chapters are kind of small. Maybe we'll finish. Maybe we could finish this book. Oh, jeez. I just hit that. Yeah. Hang on one second. Just hit the... money again I want to repaint this truck same color just uh, still I want, I'd like to repaint it because it's all some like dings and stuff but let's see Chapter 25. Amaziah the, was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Je Jehoadan of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not with a whole heart. And as soon as the royal power was firmly his, he killed his servants who had struck down uh, the king, his father. But he did not put their children to death according to what is written in the law of the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded... Fathers shall not die because of their children, nor children die because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin. Then Amaziah assembled the men of Judah and set them by father, set them by fathers' houses under commanders of thousands and of hundreds and of all Judah and Benjamin. He mustered those twenty years old and upward and found that they were three hundred thousand choice men, fit for war, able to handle spear and shield. He hired also a hundred thousand mighty men of valor from Israel 
for 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, with all these Ephraimites. But go, act, be strong for the battle. Why should you suppose that God will cast you down before the enemy? For God has power to help or to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents that I have given to the army of Israel? The man of God answered, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. Then Amaziah discharged the army that had come to him from Ephraim to go home again. And they became very angry with Judah and returned home in fierce anger. But Amaziah took courage and led out his people and went to the valley of salt and struck down ten thousand men of Seir. The men of Judah captured another ten thousand alive and took them to the top of a rock and threw them down from the top of the rock and they were all dashed to pieces. Yikes. But the men of the army whom Amaziah sent back, not letting them go with him to battle, raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Haran and struck down three thousand people in them and took much spoil. After Amaziah came from striking down the Edomites, he brought out the gods of the men of the seer and set them up as his gods and worshipped them, making offerings to them. Therefore the Lord was angry with Amaziah and sent to him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of a people who did not deliver their own people from your hand? But as he was speaking, the king said to him, Have we made you a royal counselor? Stop. Why should you be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. Then Amaziah, king of Judah, took counsel and sent to Josh, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, the king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Joash, the king of Israel, sent word to Amaziah, the king of Judah, a thistle on Lebanon sent to a cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. You see, you say, see, I have struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up in boastfulness. But now stay at home. Why should you provoke trouble so that you fall? You and Judah with you. But Amaziah would not listen, for it was <laughs> talking, talking some trash between kings. But Amaziah would not listen, for it was of God, in order that he might give them into the hand of their enemies, because they had sought the gods of Edom. So Joash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another in battle at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his home. And Joash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and brought him to Jerusalem, and broke down the wall of Jerusalem for four hundred cubits from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of God in the care of Obed-Edom. Obed he seized also the treasuries of the king's house, also hostages, and he returned to Samaria. Amaziah, the king of Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Amaziah from the last, first to the last, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah? And Israel, from the time when he turned away from the Lord, they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him in Lachish, to Lachish, and put him to death there. And they brought him upon horses, and he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. So that's Second Corinthians. Sorry, I always say Second Chronicles twenty-two through twenty-five. Kids, I'm going to go. I should get home. It's like not even 530. I'm going to go home and 
hopefully get some more sleep, cuddle with the namesake and the king who ninjured themselves into our bed. I love you guys very much, and uh, I'm proud of you. It's a hard day for me. It's It's been a hard season. But I love you. You guys are really the light of my life. And uh, can't wait to spend some time with you guys this weekend. And can't wait for Halloween and trick-or-treating. And I just love being a part of your guys' childhood. I'm so blessed. So with that, love each other. Give your mom a call if you can. Heck, give me a call if I'm still around. And uh, in everything you do, do it for the kingdom. And the king. God bless. The Bible says he's a king of the Jews. He's a king of Israel. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. David said the heavens declare the glory of God. And the fundament showeth his handiwork. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his soulless supply. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. Well, well, he's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful, and he's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's august. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. Well, he's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in high criticism. He's a fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. And that's my king. He's the miracle of the age. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all of our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He starves God and he dies. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? Well, my king is a key of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. He's a master of the mighty. He's a captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He's the king of kings. 
and he's the Lord of Lords. That's my king. Yeah. Yeah. That's my king. My king. Yeah. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could describe him to you, but he, he's indescribable. He's indescribable. Yes. He, he's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I'm trying to tell you, the heavens of heaven cannot contain him, let alone a man explaining him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. Yeah! He always has been, and he always will be. I'm talking about he had no predecessor, and he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him, and there'll be nobody after him. You can't even teach him, and he's not going to resign. That's my king. is the kingdom and the power and the glory the glory is all his thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and when you get through with all of the forever then amen